Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. This week's episode, we only got two stories, but they're big ones. We finally got some information about the games coming to PlayStation Premium Deluxe, the tiered package, and we've also got some news and rumors about what to expect in Nintendo's next console. Uh, if you like that and you want to hear more, you can always find more po- of our podcast wherever you get your podcast by searching for this podcast by going to wherever you get your podcast and go to Pixel Play Podcast. I tripped that up real bad, but we're going to stick with it. If you like what we do and you want to see us trip up in person as we do it, you can also catch us on YouTube and Spotify by searching Pixel Play Podcast. Uh, that was a huge mess, so let's just stop the rigmarole there. We'll talk about the socials later. Adam, how are you doing? I mean, clearly uh, uh, not as messy as, as your mind right now, as, as your ability to speak. I mean, you know, I want to say that, like, you know, you, you're just trying to get, like, the worst intro out of the way before you go on vacation for the next little while. Yeah. You're, you're trying to go out with a whimper, not with a bang, so that way, you know, people think, ah, he'll be fine when he gets back. He just needs some rest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, my foot's halfway out the door. I've got three and a half days. Three and a half days? I don't know how to count it. We leave the airport at 7 a.m. So, like, we technically, like, we're leaving our house, I think, at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning to get to the airport. And so I don't really, like, we are days away from, from going. So I am one foot out the door in my head. And my thought is I'm going to come back rusty. And so I'm just going to set the bar low. So when I come back and I'm even worse, they're going to be like, eh, it's been average for Kalen. So it's always crazy though. How like you always hear about people when they go on vacation. Oh yeah. I got to get up at like three in the morning to catch this flight. And we're all sitting there being like, you're going on vacation, but you're not getting sleep on the first day. That feels antithetical to the whole process. Dude, the flights that we have, I mean, granted, like I'm not going to complain cause I'm going on a trip. So like, who poor Kalen, you know, struggles, right? Um, but like, time. So we fly out on Friday at like three, like we have to be at the airport for seven. So we have to get there for four. We have to leave our house at three. And we arrive at like 1 p.m. local time, which is great, but we're going to be exhausted by that point and still have to go through the day. On the way back, we leave at like noon. We stop in Los Angeles at like 11 o'clock at night. And then we fly back and we get home at like five or six. So it's not even like I could just, you know, take something and just zonk out of the plane. I have to be awake because I have to catch a flight to another place. So I can't like, like my sleep's going to be broken up. It's going to be a mess. So. Well, once again, poor me. Yeah. I I, I was, I'm trying, I'm trying to be nice here and be like, you know, I feel for you, but I'm like, I still hate you. Why the hell are you leaving me? Why would you do this to me? How dare you? I asked Jen if we could bring you, and she said no. Well, to be fair, I wouldn't bring me either, so I guess it makes sense in the end. <laughs> I'm lucky enough that I'm going, really. It's her trip. I'm just it, getting that, brought That along, is very so. much true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we could have done, like, a, an episode live from Hawaii, so. I mean, you could try. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't. envy the amount of uh, charges you might be finding, you know, by the amount of... Actually, well, I guess Wi-Fi, you know, you, you might be able to get away with it, but... Yeah. And then I got to bring the mic, I got to bring the camera, I got to bring the... It's a whole thing, and then, like... Adam, you have to speak up. There's a Congo line. I can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you over all of this free food that they were just bringing over to to me. Well, so it's not free food. So Hawaii is not an all you can eat, like all inclusive resort. We still have to pay for everything. But well, if it's if it's 
you know, all included technically. <laughs> yeah. No, we're very excited. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to be here next week and likely not the week after. So Adam's going to be taking the reins as the chief pilot. I don't know. There's a co-pilot. What's the other pilot? Is it just a pilot? I think it's just the co-pilot. But you're no. So like there's a co-pilot and then there's a pilot. Yeah. Is, is that right? There's no like there's nothing to like there's nothing distinguishing like the main pilot. I don't. I th- I think it's just like there's the pilot and the co-pilot. The pilot's basically like just assumed to be you know the the more like experienced one. I guess. I've never okay. heard a term for like the head pilot. Yeah. I all I know sense. is is I'm the captain now. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. You're the captain now. Uh, I don't know what you got planned for next week or the week after in terms of co-host, but I'm excited to see what you pull up. Who's who's who said I was going to get a co-host? I don't know. I'd assume you want that power that you can hold over them as like you're you're the you're the captain now. I mean, either that or I could just be like, look, I don't even need this Kalen guy. I can I can do an hour all on my own. Proceeds to spend the next two episodes spending the entire hour just complaining about people on Reddit and then talking about how Square Enix is the worst. Well, I suppose it isn't <laughs> that far out of the ordinary, but hey. Yeah. Adam, what? I want to talk about, I, I, want to, I want to get into your weekend and what's new with you, but I want to first start. So I watched this movie over the weekend. Um, you may have heard of it. You may not have. It's like a smaller independent movie. It's called Prospect. Did you ever see it? No, I was. I thought you were about to make a joke, and then I'm like, I have no idea no, what this is. This is an actual thing. This isn't a bit. This is an actual thing. Pay attention. Uh, so yeah, I rented this movie called Prospect, uh, and it, I I found it because I was on some sort of uh, subreddit for The Last of Us. They were talking about Pedro Pascal as Joel. Holy crap! This movie has sold me as Pedro Pascal doing Joel from The Last of Us. Like, this is pretty much The Last of Us in space, and it is fantastic. So it's essentially like this planet, I guess, has like this resource that is worth something. It doesn't really matter. There's a planet where people go to scavenge this this hard to get resource. There's one last trip. They're kind of shutting down the base of operations. And this father-daughter duo get down to space. Things happen and the father gets killed. And the daughter now has to go with the killer, who is Pedro Pascal. And it's just them trekking across this planet. Oh my God, he is perfect for Joel. Like I could totally see why they selected him as as Joel from The Last of Us. So if you have any doubts, and I think I tweeted about this, if you have any concerns about Pedro Pascal as Joel, go watch this movie. It will totally sell you. I mean, I have I have no attachment to The Last of Us at all, but I'll take your word for it. And I'm, I mean, I'm already assuming like we've had this conversation before on the show that like hmm. I can't imagine this not being at least okay. I f- I feel like this being like really the first project they're doing in this, like they're going to put a pretty conceited effort into this. So I would imagine that, you know, they took, they did their homework and tried to find like characters or not characters, uh, actors that would make sense to play these characters. So if if you're telling me that you've already found proof that he can basically play the exact role he's about to play, then well, sounds like, sounds like they made a good choice. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I recommend it. Like Jen watched it with me and she, doesn't care at all about like the last of us or any of that. So, but she was like, yeah, it was a good movie. So yeah, check it out. It's a small movie. I, I ended up having to rent it from the library because you, it's not streaming anywhere and you can only buy it on Google. Well, we were going to buy it through Google play, but if you get a chance to watch it, I recommend it. What did you get up to this weekend? Uh, literally nothing because apparently everything this weekend had to be was something to do with parents. So 
spent the entire day on Saturday with my folks, spent the entire Sunday with uh, one of my in-laws. So that was that was just one of those things where it's like, hey, you're not getting any time this week to do anything. That sucks. I mean, I don't know if it sucks, but like, it, it's hard when you don't get to do. What well, you it's hard do. to say when I don't even know what I want to do. Like, I think that's kind of the upside to knowing that in a, in about a month's time, there's going to be at least a couple of games. You know, when we do move on to this topic with the PlayStation Plus tiers, that at least I have like something. I'm like, okay, I can finally try that out when that's ready. I'm sitting in this limbo right now and be like, well, I could play Destiny, I could play some more MLB, I could try like some one of these indie things that are that Game Pass throws on. And then every time I do, I sit there and go, okay, now what? My brain brain is just not wanting to go forward. I, this is this is like a gamer's block, I think is the best way to put it. I totally understand. Like I'm struggling to find something too. I'm right now playing Battlefield 4's campaign because I've run out of stuff to play. And I'm just like, hey, I haven't played this before. And it was like a gift from uh jen's grandma at one point she got it for me for christmas and i never had a chance to play the campaign played played the online but i never played the campaign i'm like ah it's a quick easy game i can play not have to think too much don't have to get invested in yeah it was good i mean i might mention it on here i did replay coffee talk like maybe a week or so ago and like that's that's when you know that things are really dead when you're like you know what i want to do i want to play through like a four-hour game again (laughs) yeah which is not to say that it's not great. Like I, I, it was definitely a, something that I like to go back to, especially knowing that they are still working on their next uh, coffee talk game. So at least it's keeping me invested. <laughs> the second yeah. I finished it, I went, "Oh crap! Now what do I do?" And then I had that realization of I just replayed a game and I still have no idea what I want to do next. This is a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of game, so yeah, we are currently right in the droughts of video game season and. I find it's come earlier this than it usually has, but that might soon be a thing of the past because Adam, guess what? PlayStation has announced some of the games coming to the PlayStation uh, Essentials Extra and Premium Editions. Um, there's a whole long list. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to kind of go through some of the highlights. Uh, we'll go through some of the categories and kind of talk about what our thoughts are. Um, Adam, feel free to jump out if there's any that stand out for you as well. But, you know, for the PlayStation Studios, we have things like Alienation, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Death Stranding, Death uh, and Death Stranding Director's Cut for PS4 and 5, uh, Everybody's Golf, which is weird because that game is getting its online services cut soon. Yeah, that, that's a little weird. But, hey, I mean, it's still a decent, like, local co-op game if you wanted to play that. But now it's yeah. kind of strange that you can't do it with your friends without, you know, forcing them to drive hours and hours to come play it with you. But, hey weird choice uh ghost of tsushima director's cut god of war gravity rush series horizon uh zero dawn infamous knack little big planet three shadows of colossus patapon uh matterfall spider-man last guardian last of us series the uncharted series wipeout omega uh and then from third-party partners we have things like assassin's creed valhalla we have celeste uh control ultimate edition final uh far cry series final fantasy 15 for honor so there's like a bunch of stuff from uh 2k wb ubisoft um they've announced that ubisoft is now partnering with ubisoft plus on there um so before we go into the classic studio what are some of the ones that stand out for you here adam well i can already at least point out three that i'm gonna try at some point death stranding i've never gotten around to because i've always looked at death stranding is that i flip a coin i may hate this i may love it because it seems hmm. to be that's the kind of game that Death Stranding has been to most people. It's it's a love it or hmm. hate it game. It doesn't seem like there's much of a middle ground. 
Uh, Demon Souls, just because I want to know how quickly I turn it off. I'm glad that I won't have to pay money to do so. And then, um, what was the last one? Oh yeah, Returnal, duh. Yeah. It's another, a similar story of, okay, let's see if I turn this off pretty quick or if it's something that's for some reason works really well on me. Because it has happened. There are games that are relatively hard that catch my attention that just, for whatever reason, work. So, I mean, Dude, there's, I got there's two cracks at it. You got you got a From Software game and you, and you got the Housemarks one in there. So, I mean, I've already I've already played, um, uh, what's the other one? Bloodborne. Bloodborne didn't treat me so well. So, I'm not expecting Demon's Souls to do much better either. But, hey, at least I finally get to say I tried. Yeah. Um, and then the, from the Classics game catalog, uh, they've got both uh, PlayStation Studios and third party. So, we've got things like Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf. Once again, weird that they're both on there. Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, which I'm excited about. And then third-party partners, you got Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms Abode. And then classic remasters, you have things like Dark Cloud, Jack and Daxter, Rogue Galaxy. And then third parties, you have uh, like Lego Harry Potter, Kingdoms of Amalur, Bulletstorm. And then for the PlayStation uh, 3 games via streaming, um, there's not a lot here. Once again, more Hot Shot Golf, Infamous... Storm, Puppeteer, Ratchet & Clank series, Resistance 3, but not 2, I don't think? Is 2 on here? No, it just looks like it has the just yeah. the third one and not the original. So just Resistance 3. Uh, and then third party, you've got things like Fear, Lost Planet, Devil May Cry. Um, yeah, Adam, what do you think overall of the game collection? Like, Do you think that this sells the system for you? Does this sell? I know you've already invested, but if you were coming into this fresh... Does this get you to move the needle? Where do you land? At the very least, it gets me to take a, a month or two of extra. Premium, I am mm-hmm. not convinced yet. And that's because, again, we haven't seen the full list. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a bit of optimism going in because the little that they do show kind of makes me go, okay, they're not just throwing like complete random stuff. And they are throwing a couple mm-hmm. of things that I'm like, okay, that's kind of surprising I'd see that. But for every surprising thing, you're seeing all the ones that are PlayStation-based, which you're not surprised by. I think the gist of what they wanted to do to start was to get, here's a taste of what comes from our library and a small taste of what comes from the third party. I really do think that when this full list comes up is going to be when we see really what that third party list does, because there's only so much of their first party that they can pull out before there's nothing left. So... Like I said, I'm optimistic, but it's mostly for the extra currently because they have mentioned that they'll continue to add to it. So somewhere down the line, you would assume that Forbidden West or anything like that would slowly be on it within like a couple of years at some point. So I'm at least interested in what the extra tier is doing. The premium tier right now, it still needs some work. But I know that because there's like 300 plus games, I think it's like 330, I think the number was supposed to be. And that's only assuming that's that's what they're putting on to start and still adding more later. Uh, like I said, when we first talked about this list, I think there's a lot of potential if they're willing to find the right pieces. As it stands, though, I, I still have that like half part of me that goes, it's going to be mostly indie games. It's going to be most for the like the PS3. Any of the PS2, PS1 games are going to be basically from their own library and maybe the odd one that's not but isn't really that big. So I'm worried about that. But at the very least, the extra tier has given me at least a moment to pause and go, okay, it's not utter bullshit. Considering that we didn't have this before, I think the, the ability to play... I mean, if I actually count it out, let me see if... There's at least one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, almost 10 games immediately with what they've shown that I haven't tried that I would take a pop at with extra. So that's not Mm. bad. I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to play all of them to completion, but it's 10 games that now I don't have to spend money on to take a crack at. Now, I'm I'm sure people are going to say you got to pay for the subscription, but realistically, like what, five bucks compared to hundreds to get to try all of these games out? Different story. So I'm okay for now, but like, as I said before, I need that full list. It's just promising, but it's not like overwhelming me yet. Yeah, I was talking about this in our Discord with with the fans, and you can join our Discord too. To click the link tree to to get into the Discord. Uh, but what I was saying is like, it's not a bad list. Like this is a good list of games. I think the problem is is that at this price, I don't know if it's worthwhile, and I don't know who it's for. Right? A lot of these games are very old games that you know may not appeal, especially as you get into the classics. Like that is designed for the hardcore players, but like. I don't know. Like I've already played those games or the games that I want to play. I've tried already. Like I'm looking at the list of the first party studios and like, I've played quite a lot of them and I'm not sure that I'm craving to play them again. Like I played the uncharted series a ton. I've played until dawn. I've played last of us Tearaway. I've played, um, you know, I've like a lot of these are done and I don't know if I need to pay $120 a year for just the opportunity to play them again. Like that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I think if it was more of a, hey, here's an additional thing costing you maybe you know, 80 bucks a year, I'd say, yeah, that totally makes sense. But like this is pretty much on par with what you're getting with Xbox. And Xbox, you're getting brand new day one, like cutting edge games. This one, I'm paying the same price and I'm getting more back catalog. And the problem is, is that a lot of the big fans uh, of Sony, they've already played these games and I don't know if they're necessarily dying to play the second ones. Um, and a lot of them have already been on like the PlayStation classic collection and stuff or PlayStation plus collection and such. So yeah, I don't see a lot here that like people don't already have, like even here I'm going through, um, Batman Arkham Knight was given at one point through PlayStation plus city skylines was control. I think was Celeste was, uh, far cry three, I think was same with, yeah, like a lot of these games have already been on the PlayStation Plus, you know, roundup. So unless you miss them, like, I don't know. I don't see this being compelling to to PlayStation fans to play. And then if you're trying to win over Xbox fans, like, I guess this might work, but like they're going to look at theirs. And the only thing that differentiates this is the PlayStation exclusives. And how big is that pool of people who haven't touched PlayStation ecosystem and gotten for the exclusives? I mean, if you don't own a PlayStation, this list is amazing. If you've, yeah, if, if you've if, never gotten into PlayStation, if if you haven't had a PS4 or a PS5, like you are looking at this list and going, "Holy crap!" Like that's basically all of their major titles, minus like what's come out in the last twelve months. So yeah, I I know the argument that people have been making for a while, and there and there's so many points that you know I guess we got more than enough time to go through individually, but like I want to remind people for a second of one important important thing. We didn't have this before, so while I understand a lot of people are probably looking at this list and thinking, okay, well, I've played a lot of these. Yeah, most of these games are years old. But again, we also have said a thousand times, and I think we've all known, that this was never going to be exactly like Game Pass. Now, Hmm. if you want to make an argument that maybe they shouldn't have it being as expensive as Game Pass is... Totally there for that argument, 100%. And that's my, that's my argument there. This is not a bad offering. It's a bad offering when you... because Because they are charging the same price as Game Pass, you are now drawing comparisons between the two. Yeah. This 
the other side that I've seen though, is people just saying, well, there's not enough on here. I'm like, there's never going to be enough on there. Like the reality is, is they could put everything on there and people be like, they find like something to pick out. Like at the end, you guys knew ahead of time, Forbidden West is not going on there right away. You know this. No. In the same way that you know that God of War Ragnarok, when it launches, is not going to be on this. So you knew going in that most of the games in the extra tier were probably going to be like Miles Morales back. The fact that we're honestly getting Demon Souls is actually surprising to me. I was surprised well, to see that there. No, because Demon Souls came out around the same time as like Spider-Man and and that. The one that I think is the the harbinger of what we can expect is Returnal because Returnal is now... 12 months out i think it did come out in may of 2021 well uh, but i'm also thinking in the fact that demon souls like from what i've seen has rarely ever seen a price dip so to see <laughs> it suddenly flipping like that like it's gonna go from i think the lowest i've ever seen it being 50 bucks to literally attached to this thing you're paying like five dollars extra for on top of your <laughs> playstation plus so i was surprised to see that most of everything else though is like yeah that's what you'd expect to see so <sighs> i don't know like the only thing that I'm honestly concerned about is really the premium tier because the premium tier is going to really need to show that it's worth its value because it's easy to say, hey guys, if you didn't feel like paying $80 or even $40 for all the games that are on our store, here's a way so that you'll get a good chunk of them, if not most of the ones that you want to play without having to spend that extra cash. Whereas premium is like, there is only one reason to buy this tier and it's for this list. So this list better be good. So, sorry, just because you brought up the premium tier, you also do get the game trials. And here are the games that are listed with the game trials, which is Uncharted uh, Legacy of Thieves Collection, Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077, Farming Simulator 22, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and WWE 2K22. I do find it very funny that Farming Simulator needs a game trial, but hey, it is what it is. You know, everyone's got that itch once in a while that, you know, they just, should I should I pull the trigger on this? And you don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like these partner, like game titles, like Cyberpunk had a five hour demo already, and now you're charging me for that? That seems. I didn't know that there was a demo for that. Oh, no, sorry. Well, I I don't know if it's still. Remember, like the demo that doesn't really open up that much, but. Well, there was that demo that was like five hours that you had or whatever. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but mind you, I've kind of repressed most of Cyberpunk's early days out of my brain, so. Oh, this is when like they did like the 1.5 launch or whatever, the HD, the um, next gen launch. Oh, I really don't remember that then. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's just weird that they're charging that you now have to pay for that. And I, I've but always again, had an issue that it, it's it's such a nothing thing that I really don't care that much. I still think that the game demo aspect, the fact that you have to pay the highest tier for the game demos is ridiculous. I mean, it depends Personal. on what they throw on it. If there's a God of War Ragnarok on, at launch on game trials, I think we have a suddenly bit of a different conversation because that is a bit of a risky play if you're a developer like that. But again... Like, this premium tier is not being sold in anything except for its list, so if the game trials are there, whatever, I really don't, like, it's not like I don't think demos aren't going to exist anyway, it's just specifically the way that these game trials will be formatted is specific to premium, where it's just, you're on a timer, that's, I think that's what it is, whereas, like, a demo is a specifically crafted, you know, piece of the game, so I think they are two different things. In the end, like I said, I don't personally care. It's a, it's going to be what those premium games are because I want to see some stuff on there that makes me go, wow, you have to pay like $100 to get a physical copy of that thing. I'm really happy that I'll be able to play that now without literally like mortgaging this house that I don't have to play some of these games. Yeah. 
I want to throw a thought, like I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for a second. And with this new system, like they've already told us that, you know, new games are not going to come out onto the platform for 12 to 18 months. I think, I think that's what they said, or at the very least, that's what we speculated, but let's roll with the idea that it's 18 months before we get new releases on this platform. Do we see PlayStation go the route of Nintendo and offering fewer discounts and like higher prices for their games for a longer period of time. And I've, I would argue that we were already seeing this with their games and that we aren't seeing the discounts that we used to see. Like I think Returnal is still going for like, it's only typically had $15 off um, of its $80 price here in Canada, which is not a huge discount, but the fact that they are now offering, um, they're not launching these games for 18 months. Typically in that time, you would see a game drop in price quite significantly in order to retain the value of this system or this, the service do you think that we're going to see fewer and fewer games get price drops until long after they're on this service i don't know if that's true because i'm noticing actually now that i've had more time to look at because thankfully with playstation having a wish list i actually can start keeping a better eye of the games that i want i'm noticing mm-hmm. that if there is a thing with discounts it's not just sony because a lot of third-party games that i've been waiting for to drop in price are not either Mm-hmm. And that's on, that's wide. That's not just like on Sony. That's also on like, say Amazon. That's also in other places. So I'm not convinced that that's a Sony thing so much as maybe a lot of businesses, maybe it's because of game pass are starting to go, Hey, you know, it's very likely that six months down the road, this thing is going to end up being on one of these services. So why don't we just try to get as much of our money at launch as we can. And I mean, again, that question will be answered, you know, let's say for example, with Returnal after this thing comes out if Returnal suddenly, you know, 25, 30 bucks almost out of the gate as soon as it's on PlayStation Plus, then, well, I guess we can say, okay. So they'll try to hold out till they put it on the service to get make as much money. And then you either can get it in the extra tier or if you want to wait long enough till it goes in the extra tier, it's going to go well below 50% for you to get that. If that's what it is, it's not the worst scenario because, I mean, you can't expect every game within six months to suddenly be, you know, 75% off. Not every game mm. is going to be Marvel's Avengers. So we, we can't always assume that's going to be the case every single time. Um, but, I mean, as, as far as I'm seeing, I it's hard to tell because, again, like, there's, there's going to be some games that do drop really fast and some games that don't. Deathloop still hasn't done that for me either. Guilty Gear Strive has not done that either. Actually, a lot of uh, Arc System Works games in general don't seem to, and that's like they're all their fighting games, like Grand Blue Fantasy has not done that either. The only exceptions seem to have been Dragon Ball Z, but that took quite a long time to get a decent price for, you know, not just its base version too. I waited a long time just to get the collection that had a good chunk of its DLC too, because again, playing a fighting game to only have like half of the character base is kind of kind of disappointing, so you try to hold out. So I I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I think it's more of a case by case basis still. Yeah, I just I see it from the logic. Like I I'm once again putting my tinfoil hat. I have no information or speculation for why this is other than just from a logical business sense. Like it wouldn't make sense to have these games on the service twelve months or eighteen months out. The game has already gone down in price to you know thirty bucks. That kind of defeats the purpose of hey you're getting this ga- you're getting all these games for this price. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I'm still not completely sold. Like once again, I think it's just a pricing issue on, on Sony's part. I think they kind of just went too far with the pricing uh, for what you're getting, but I and, think and they'll the get list the results. Like by the time we get to say the end of this year, they'll have a pretty good idea of what that meant to people because you know, everybody's going to try it almost right away. 
But then you'll see that drop off because a lot of people are going to buy just a single month to try it out. And once they see the numbers of the drop off and if they don't start adding stuff to it that maybe kind of turn the needle again, you know, then, you know, if they do like, say, player surveys or if they just look at raw data, they're probably going to find that, huh, people aren't really using this as much as we'd like them to. I wonder why that could be. And, you know, if you read enough, you know, whether it's Reddit, Twitter, any, anywhere else that you can get any sort of idea of what the fan base is saying, I'm pretty sure we'll find out by the end of this year that a lot of people will be saying it's not worth the money. If that's the case, hmm. I mean, who knows? Again, that full list isn't out yet. So maybe maybe there's still a surprise in there. Maybe Sony pulls a fast one on us and be like, by the way, guess what's also going to be on there at launch? Forbidden West. Just out of nowhere, just throws it. It's not going to happen, but like... Yeah. There's always room for Sony to come back, especially if the reaction to this current setup has been kind of mild, which it seems to have been. So maybe they have to sit there and be like, all right, maybe we need to do something else to really sell this thing when it comes out. But who knows? We still got time to figure that out. And there's still like, I'm assuming like 75% of the list to go. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to kind of not, they're not going to give a full list out. You're going to have to get in there to see what everything is available because. Well, yeah, that's they're not they're the not going to throw every single like small indie game that's going to be in there. So, hmm. yeah, I, it's going to be curious if they're going to pad those up with like the garbage, you know, PlayStation Plus thing or PlayStation games like Black Tiger, Life of Black Tiger and stuff. Yeah, I really hope like the extra tier, whatever, because I mean, you're going to like there's going to be a lot of games that when we look at the extra, we're going to be like, I have no idea what that is. To be fair, I'll also click on a lot of these because I don't know what it is. And now it doesn't cost me money to try. So screw it. You never know. You might find some gems in there. That's worked with me yeah. with Game Pass a couple of times. So who knows? But it's the classics one that would worry me because I don't want them to throw like a bunch of PS3 indie games. And then whenever they take from PS1 and PS2, they're mostly like shovelware games or like Jeopardy or, you know, this movie tie-in game that How no dare one you, liked. Sir. How dare you, sir? Alex Trebek is a treasure. Well, yeah, but the games aren't. <laughs> Fair enough. It's always hard. How do you do like doing that Jeopardy thing? Because it just becomes a multiple choice question. That's not real Jeopardy. Well, eventually it gets to the point with Jeopardy games where it's more of a eventually you start memorizing the answers to the categories if you play it enough. Exactly. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do with this and if it pushes numbers and 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 sells the service. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistic now. It's it's definitely went from oh god, this could be really rough too. All right, this probably won't be terrible. So it, it's baby stepping. So we'll see by the end of it if, you know, we go from, eh, it's not terrible to, you know what? It's not bad. I don't think we're ever going to get to, holy shit, this is a pretty good deal. I think it's going to be like, eh, it's not bad. Fair and that's certainly better than nothing. So I'll take it as it stands, but we'll see, you know, if, if it's, if better than nothing is almost nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's pivot over and let's go see what's going on in the Nintendo camp. Uh, so there's a bit of grumbling as to what and concern as to what to do with Nintendo and their next console. So this is coming from Video Games Chronicles, Andy Robinson. Uh, they write, Nintendo says the transition to its next console is a major focus for us. Uh, the company wants to alleviate the risk of resetting its user base, says uh, Furukawa. So speaking during a Japanese investor Q&A this week, translated by VGC contributor uh, Robert uh, Safasan, uh, Furukawa said the company planned to alleviate the risk of resetting its 100 million plus user base by building long-term relationships with its users, partly via Nintendo accounts and by using its IP outside of gaming. Uh, was, or Furukawa was replying to questions about Nintendo and how, uh, how Nintendo has been able to maintain strong game release schedules six years into the life cycle. 
I don't know if that's actually been the case and what his thoughts were on what his thoughts were on transitioning to the next hardware platform. Uh, in its recent history, Nintendo followed up its big successes, such as Wii with 101.6 million units sold and DS 154 million sold with six significantly less popular successors. Wii U sold 13.5 and 3DS managed a 75 million. Furukawa said the company was mindful of these experiences, saying, We have already announced a, p a portion of our software roadmap re releasing up to next spring, he said. Unlike the past, we continue to have a very large variety of games scheduled to be released, even beyond five years of release. This is because the Nintendo Switch has such a smooth launch, allowing us to focus all of our development resources on a single platform. However, the question of whether we will be able to just as smoothly transition from Nintendo Switch to the next generation of hardware is a major focus for us. Based on our experience with the Wii, Nintendo DS, and other hardware, it is very clear that one of the major obstacles is how to easily transition from one hardware to the next. To help alleviate this risk, we're focusing on building long-term relationships with our customers. While we continue to launch new software on the Nintendo Switch, we will also provide services that use our Nintendo accounts and other IP outside of gaming. We intend for this to help build lasting impact with our customers. Uh, they continue, on the other hand, looking back on past experiences of generational change, such as the change from the Wii and the DS eras, we recognize that one of our tasks is ensuring the transition of future generations of hardware is as smooth as possible. To that end, we are focusing on building long-term relationships with our customers. Uh, yeah, so basically they're leaning on that, uh, on their services to kind of build that. Adam, what do you think um, they should do? What do you what do you think Nintendo needs to do next for for their console? How do how do they capitalize on the success of the Switch? What is the Switch? What does the next console from Nintendo look like? It's hard to say without it being kind of underwhelming again. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're at a point now where I really think it would be in their worst interest to completely gimmick it up all over again with a new concept. I think they have to stick with what they're doing. And I think, unfortunately, they have to stick with what they're making in terms of the kind of console they're making, the kind of cart, like the kind of system that the games are physically distributed on. I don't think it's, it's smart for them to go into a new field again. I think they have to stick with the switch hardware with the switch. Uh, I don't know what they call the little cartridge, like the little SD card things that they have, but all of that cannot change. And the problem with that now is how do you make that system stronger to be able to keep up with the next generation? And the answer that I have is I have no idea. You know, at this point, Nintendo has kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Now I say that when they've done really, really well for sales, but like, if you're talking about what another generation looks like, I don't think you can, it's not like they can suddenly go into, you know, another disc based console again. I don't think they can, they can drift away from that. I feel like they have to stick unless that console somehow can play the cards. And now it also does the CDs again. Like, I don't know, but as it stands, they need to make a jump. I, I know that a lot of people are really happy with the Switch, but you cannot deny the fact that it is embarrassing that despite the sales of that console, that there is really nothing on it. There's considerable things missing from it. So many games out there do not get ever brought to it, and if they do, it takes 10 years to get ported. So, 
you know, from an outsider's point of view, unless you're there to play Mario, Zelda, Kirby, I'd say Metroid, but Metroid took a long time to come there and Prime is still somewhere in in limbo that's never never going to be found again. So, you know, if you're going to wait every month, every year, sorry, for like one game, maybe two, and then there's a bunch of stuff layered in between that sometimes is good and sometimes isn't. Like, they need to do something that isn't just making a portable console that can play the odd 10-year port and indie games that are also on every other console. They either need to keep up or they need to ramp up their games because you cannot get by by just putting out one Nintendo major first-party game every six months. There needs to be more consistency because it's at the point now that somebody on the outside like me is continually looking at this console and being like, I cannot be bothered because I know the second I finish the like five to 10 things I want to play on you, I'm done because there's nothing. Yeah. So just a quick context. I'm just looking here. Uh, I'm looking at pgsales.com. Don't know when this was posted, but I'm just doing a quick look here. And they're saying that the average, like, the the average attach rate to a Nintendo Switch is 7.4. So 7.4 games per console. To give you perspective, PS4 is at 8.76. Xbox 360 was 7.5. PlayStation 2 is at 9.43. Or sorry, PlayStation 2 is at 9.81. So like, it's not bad numbers, but it's not great numbers. Well, yeah, Um, but I I would be really interested to know what that number is for Nintendo Switch in terms of its own games. Because, like, mm -hmm. I'm sure you could look at a PS4 or a PS2 number, and it's probably, like, really well split. Whereas Nintendo, I have a feeling that, like, out of that, what would you say, was, like, 7.6 or something? 7.4 for Nintendo Switch. I I almost be willing to bet that six of it is belonging to Nintendo Party games. So... Mm that's that's i think that's always been the problem that i have with nintendo is that it's the reason why i stopped after wii u because you know it's not to say that there weren't great games on it and i'm sure switch owners are really happy with the games that they do get but for every one that you get you sit there and go well there's nothing like there is indie games there is like the odd port but it isn't nearly as vibrant as like you're not going to get a game pass worth of i'm not even talking about the 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 subscription itself. I mean, just in terms of like the sheer kind of games that you can play on a game pass every month, you don't see Mm -hmm. that on switch. Sure. They add indie games here and there, but you're not seeing like NHL 22. And then also all these indie games. And then also out of nowhere, halo gets put on there. And then all of a sudden this gets, it just isn't there. It's Mario and then a bunch of indie games and then DLC for said Mario. And then maybe at some point there's a Kirby game in there. Like it, it just, from an outsider point of view, I don't, I don't get it, and it, it still leads to that part of Nintendo fans that like, there must be something that they get out of that console that I just can't see because every time I look at it on paper, I just, I'm so turned off by it because apart from like five things that I really want to play, everything else is more like, I mean, if if I if somebody gave it to me, I'd try it, but like, I I can't be bothered as much. Whereas in the two years that i've had this ps5 and like six months or so that i've had this xbox i've gotten so much out of it i can't imagine Mm -hmm. on the switch after all the nintendo games that i want to play like fire emblem mario odyssey breath of the wild 
uh, Metroid Echoes. Uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank at that point, which is already a bad sign. I just don't, I don't see it because everything else you can get is already on other consoles. So unless Switch is your only console, then I, I suppose that's why it's working. But then when it comes to the next generation, that's why I said earlier, Nintendo better damn well make sure that for its customer base that only has that console, that they make that transition easy for them. Because if it's like the Wii U, where you're not going to get to bring all your games with you unless they're... I don't even know if digital carried over onto the Switch. Um, that's that's going to be a hard sell again, because you know I, I can't imagine buying a Switch 2 without having everything on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, if I was like... In Nintendo's boardroom, I, the the answer is easy: is you just you capitalize on the Switch. You found a niche market that very few people are in. It's you and Steam Deck, and I'd say that those are two different those are two different like areas in and of itself. That I'd say just stay there, and I don't think you need to. I don't feel like and Nintendo has this this thing now where the last couple versions, and this is probably a result of the Wii, was hey, we need to have a new gimmick with each console, and I think no, you found your you found your area and that is portable gaming. And I think that's what you need to, um, you need to do. So just lean into that. Just come up with a switch, like Nintendo super switch, uh, or the super Nintendo switch or whatever, and just make it, you know, Hey, this is just the switch with more power, more hard drive, more capabilities. Um, you don't need to reinvent the wheel and say, Hey, we now have, you know, augmented reality to this or something like that. Just say, Hey, it runs smoother. You know, you can do like, you can hook it up. I'd say where you make the changes, you make the changes in the base. So it's no longer just, Hey, it's just a display, but we're going to boost it that. Yeah. You could play your games on 4k HDR through the base, or you can play your standard 1080p, you know, game on the go. And I think that would be a good compromise. So that way I can get things like the next, I don't know, like guardians of the galaxy game. And it runs smoothly on my 4k HDR TV but then I know that, hey, if I if I leave, it's either going to play poorly or I may not even be able to play it. So if I want to play my high end games, I can do that or vice versa. I can just, you know, have my Nintendo games that work on both ends. And I think that's what they need to work on. Yeah, I, th I, I think, think the idea. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think a large portion of here's honestly two things that Nintendo really should think about with the next console. Uh, one is addressing all of its major functional issues. That that you cannot be having this joystick problems that in the next one. Mm. It is there are way too many articles that were written about it. That's got to change. The battery life has to be amazing. Like I'm sorry mm. guys, you have one try at it now. The next Nintendo Switch better be a really really solid battery. Laptops better be jealous of that thing mm. because it's unacceptable that a, at a console that its literal gimmick is portability doesn't have a great battery. So that's got to be fixed. The second half is the games. I don't understand why this hasn't really happened. Nintendo shouldn't be just looking at making Switch games as being 3D played on your television games. They should still be having companies making 3DS level games for the portable aspect. The fact that like you aren't seeing like this massive load of really quick like cheap games that are being made like the fact that Nintendo is taking forever to get like all of these other franchises that they have and not having small games for it. Like there should be so much more. You can easily convince developers too to make, to have a small team get together. Like I imagine you can go to Ubisoft or any other company that isn't already bought out by the other two and say, Hey guys, you know, can you guys get a small team together and make like, you know, a much like 
lower budget level game that can be played for like the portable version of Switch. And sure, it can be on TV too, but it's going to be a little bit fuzzy like if you were playing a 3DS game on TV. But hey, just add more to the library because I think the biggest key here is that the library, at least to me, maybe I'm wrong, maybe Switch players, if you want to comment, uh, whether it's on YouTube or maybe like ask us on Twitter or whatever else, if you think that the library is actually really big, tell me what specifically about that library is so big because as an outsider, I keep looking at it and going... There's 10 things from Nintendo and then a bunch of ports that you can get anywhere else and then a bunch of indie games you can get anywhere else. Where's the uniqueness to it? We can count with Sony all of the unique things that you can't get anywhere else. With Xbox, we can count for a good portion most of the things you can get anywhere else. And now when we see Bethesda run out more, there's going to be a bigger lineup of things you can't get anywhere else. So with those two, we can see a pretty good chunk. Nintendo doesn't have that same cascade of it there is a library but nintendo's also had years in this generation already with this console to do that whereas sony in almost less time feels like it's done more i'm sure that number's not true but it almost feels that way because of the rush that it comes out because they don't come out every eight nine twelve months instead there's one usually every four so hmm. i feel like if they were able to split it because again the switch is almost taking the wii u and the 3DS and shoving it together, why not have more games that play like they would be on a handheld rather than having to play ones that are meant to be on both? I think you can get away with that and get a little bit more vibrancy to your library through that. I think it's a great point. And I think they're kind of doing that and they're doing it very well with the indie games. Like a, in, like a lot of the big indie games are found on the Switch. And I think that's a really good market and like a really good way of going. And I would double down on that indie market. They kind of have a good relationship there. The... I do agree with you on the games and I think it would be good for them to do more that it's not just, Hey, here's our big blockbusters that are going to be full price and they will stay full price forever. I still think that like legend of Zelda breath of the wild and Mario odyssey should come down in price. And that would bring more people in. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to complain about it for like the 19th time on the show. So <laughs> it's okay. I got you back. The one problem I think Nintendo is doing is staying with the same thing. Like a new console comes out and it's like, Oh, cool. There's going to be a new Mario game. Oh, cool. There's going to be a new Zelda game. Okay. There's going to be a new Pokemon game. There's going to be a new Melee. There's, like, it's so predictable what Nintendo is doing with their properties and which properties we see. It's just, it's it's a, it feels like a band who has, you know, great, had great success in the 90s and they're just doing that same tour. Like they're making the same albums and it's the same music each time, just slightly different. What I'd like to see Nintendo do is I think the issue is not so much in their soft, in their hardware, but in the software. I'd like to see Nintendo kind of move away or not even just move away, but like get more variety in terms of what they do. And you mentioned, you know, getting third parties on, bo on board to make exclusives and like, yeah, that's great, but don't make a Mario Rabbids game. Like I know people are, are like, Oh, that's a great game. You know, I'm sure it is, but there's already a lot of like cartoony sort of games on there. Make something with an aesthetic that, yeah, it might not be graphical 3d, but like you've got games that are doing really unique colorful artistic like aesthetics that aren't bright colorful cartoon games and i'd like to see nintendo do that a little bit more or even get the third parties to do that could you imagine the reaction you would get if ubisoft came out with a splinter cell on the switch and like i know it's not gonna be graphical real but like if they did like a indie looking style switch game where you're playing as sam fisher going around doing missions like that would blow people's minds and that would like get people to consider picking up a switch for those exclusives like move beyond the cutesy family friendly you know 
you know, maybe 13 year olds, so, like target demographic and like spread your wings a little bit, like get your, your teams to do something a little bit different. Get like, I think that's what they need in the next console to sell is like, get something that has a little bit more power and get a little bit of diversity in the games. And I think that's how you retain the people that you have, but you also bring in new players. Well, and, and we're seeing it too, right? Cause everything they do seems to be very much the same thing. And then they slightly twist it. Like, hmm. Obviously, Mario is a big part. Well, they did Mario Maker. Okay, that's cool, but it's just a slight alteration to what you already do. You take Zelda. Okay, what do they do with it? Well, they put it into a Dynasty Warriors game, like they also have done with Fire Emblem. Like, they're also doing, I think, with something else, too. Oh, no, Fire Emblem's the new one they're doing right now. Hmm. But, like, they keep doing the same couple of twists. Like, the cool thing was, like, out of nowhere, they did Crypto the Necrodancer mixed with Zelda. That's actually a kind of a neat idea. I yeah. like that. Like, that's different. But for every hmm. one of those, it's basically just here's something that we did already, and then we're just making us like a full game version. Like Captain Toad was basically just the same levels from like Mario 3D World, just in its own game. Hmm. So like stuff like that, it's not a it's not a change. I looked on Reddit just to see if I could find like a decent list of like new IP Nintendo's done, and when you look at that list, they're not they're not that great. Like one two Switch, no one cared. Arms. Arms was okay but that didn't really last long astral chain which i thought was interesting but no one's really talked about it damon x machina which i forgot even was a thing and then you go down the list fitness boxing nintendo labo ring fit adventure there's nothing unique like nintendo has not done anything outside of its core that isn't that's that's gotten over and Hmm. is that nintendo's fault maybe because it might be that they're not trying as hard with everything else as they are with, say, a Mario game, because Odyssey did amazing for for them. Uh, Kirby, even the new Kirby game has done fantastically well for them. It's one of the high, most highly rated Kirby games in a long time. Metroid mm-hmm. has done very, very well with this new game. Uh, obviously, Breath of the Wild is, to a lot of people, the best Zelda game of all time. That's up for the air debate, but that's that's the thing. It's done well. Fire Emblem has done extremely well. But that's the same few things that Nintendo has gotten by on forever. If Nintendo wants to prove that they are still in it, instead of just carving out their own niche, get a new IP that breaks the internet. Splatoon did not break the internet. You need something that Nintendo comes out as that people look at and looks at Zelda and goes, these two are the same, not here's Zelda Here's Mario, here's Metroid, and then here's almost everything else where you can't see the bar. Because that's the problem with Nintendo, is that if you don't basically name five franchises, it it probably doesn't matter nearly as much as the other five. They they need to have something like what Sony did with Last of Us, or what Xbox did with uh, what's... I get, well, I get, actually, Starfield's going to be a great idea to see if that if that's one of those cases. I mean, mm-hmm. Xbox lately, I, I, I literally sat down for a second as I was thinking about that being like, wait, Xbox hasn't really actually clicked with that many new IP for a while, but the Game Pass, they just can solve that problem by just, you know, making all that money there. But like in the case of Sony, every couple of years, something seems to break things again. And all of a sudden there's a new IP that we're all really liking. Horizon, obviously the Spider-Man games, Last of Us, you know, before that Uncharted, it keeps happening. God of War made a comeback. And this is a game that was largely like, not forgotten, but it definitely had some time to make the heart grow fonder. Nintendo doesn't have that. It's the same ones. They need that one thing that we go, 
oh my god. Like, this is the new thing Nintendo's going to start doing every three to four years. Because Splatoon's now getting a third game. Actually, I think it's... I don't know if it's out or if it's not. That's how much I don't care about Splatoon, because I don't know if the third game's out or not. Yeah. I, I think going back to the, the article of, like, what does Sony do? Like, I think, you know, building a user base by... Hey, what does Nintendo do? What did I say? Sony. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. What does Nintendo do by... And, like, going with the idea of, like partner like building relationships with nintendo accounts and using ip outside of gaming like that's not what you need nintendo that's not how you're going to sell those systems like you need to move away from that stick with the switch upgrade it bring it to the next gen bring it to the next iteration because that's what like everyone else is doing we're not expecting grand brand new things from an like uh, the next iteration of xbox or playstation we're looking for improvements on what's working and to change what's not that's what we want nintendo and i don't think there's much on the switch that isn't working like there's obviously some ways to improve it i want to see it more powerful make a more powerful base but what i want to see is i want to see some games that are coming out that make it that i want to get the switch more like get the switch more because right now it feels very samey and it doesn't it's bringing in the people who it's going to bring in and it's not going to bring in anyone new um that being said they're selling 100 million 100 million plus user base like that's not bad and i would just capitalize on that by just working it and now get more games get more people coming in with a more variety um and that's what that's what i want to see well it's it's just frustrating because as a guy who now owns two consoles i want to have all of them i really do but mm -hmm. like i can't imagine myself doing it and it's more than just because of the library again we just talked about for the ten thousandth time that their pricing issue isn't it is a problem so mm -hmm. there's also that but like realistically the ship is fine it's perfectly floating it's it's not there's no holes in it so now it's time to improve the thing make it run faster make it more affordable make it you know something that people look at in the high seas and go oh my god i want to board that ship i want to get on that ship that sounds like a great boat to be on whereas i'm sitting there on the outside being like i'm fine with this boat i don't need to go anywhere that's mm -hmm. the switches i i can't believe because i thought the concept when it initially was announced was so cool even though i'm not a handheld guy i went that's fantastic. Now, if they can just make the library better, you know, this will be a great console and this might even be something I take a look at. And here we are all these years later, and I'm pretty sure I'm going this whole generation without getting one. And it yeah. really disappoints me because I've said on the show before, there are so many games on that console that I would love to play, but I can't do it because they've priced me away from it because it just doesn't seem worth, worth the money. And then at the same time, I know as soon as I play these Games that I want to play, I'm done with it. So it's just going to sit on a shelf. And that's not worth the money either. So mm -hmm. whatever that next generation is, they need to really improve that. Because while I'm sure a lot of you guys are enjoying that, that are Nintendo Switch gamers, you, you have to admit that they haven't done their best and not even close to their best. Nintendo is way, way too many miles away from what it used to be with like the Super Nintendo and N64 generations. It has been a long time since we've seen peak Nintendo and it's, it's almost hard to see it ever coming back. Cause it just seems like they're okay with what they've carved out and they don't feel like they have to try anymore. Yeah. We need to see what they do with the next console. Adam. 
Let's wrap up the show, as always, with our favorite game, Trophy Stumpers. So, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first episode, listeners, thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, we play a little game here called Trophy Stumpers, where I give Adam 10 trophies or achievements from one game, and he has to guess what the game is. He gets a guess at five point at five clues and one at 10 clues. He's on a bit of a losing streak, I think. It's so. It's the new setup in the room. I think that's the problem. It's thrown off your chi or something like that. Apparently, yeah, there there must be some weird like bad vibes in this corner of the room that I've never used before here. So, yeah, Adam, are you ready to play? I I mean, am I ready to lose? Sure, it seems to be like we're going on that streak. All right, let's go. Uh, trophy number one: astral construction. Astral construction. Okay. Yeah. Trophy number two: non-standard issue. All right. Number three. Career development. Okay. Number four, interdepartmental cooperation. Okay. And number five, shifting positions. I don't think it's this, but there was a Star Trek game recently, and it's the only thing that's coming up right now. So I'm just going to go with, oh, what was the name of it, though? I can't even... So I'm going to go Star Trek Online, even though I know it's not that, because now I'm mad that I can't remember what the Star Trek game was called. You know what? Don't feel bad. It was not a Star Trek game. So once again, first five clues. Astral construction, non-standard issue, career development, interdepartmental cooperation, and shifting positions. Next six, next five clues. Bureau Archivist. Bureau Okay. Okay. Unknown Caller. Okay. I think I've got a handle of it now. My brother's keeper. I've definitely got a handle of it now. <laughs> I'm gonna be really crisis wrong if this management. Is not correct. What was the last one? Sorry, crisis management. Okay, and volatile debris. Okay. You want that, that, second, one more time? that second half definitely helped me a little bit. Now that doesn't mean I'm correct. It is very possible that let's get I... one more time. We'll go down. The, we'll go down the list. We'll go one more time for the listeners. Okay. Astral construction, non-standard issue, career development interdepartmental cooperation, shifting positions, bureau archivist, unknown caller, my brother's keeper, crisis management, and volatile debris. What do you have, Adam? I think it's control. It is control, sir. Welcome okay. back onto the winning side. The streak is over. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that would have been missing is like some music in the background. Take control. And then I'm like, yes. Yeah, and that level is so good. Like the the heavy metal when you're in like the janitor's office yeah yeah that was the point that i'm like all right i already love this game now i now okay i adore this game like this i still listen to that song it is a regular staple on my spotify playlist that game is so good i i've i'm bummed because i played that on the ps4 when it came out and i was loving it but then at the end it got so like my PlayStation was fuming and it was chugging through the frame rates. Like it was wa- like watching like a picture book, like being played. Like it was so choppy. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with my sixty frames on the PS Five. Nice. Yeah, I know it's a it's a fantastic game. What was the what was the clue that that twi- that tipped the scales for you? As soon as you got into like the start of the second half, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, this is all starting to relate. And then the brother's keeper was like, yeah, that basically confirms like all of my suspicions because now they're now they're all sticking together. Now, ha- that being said, if it somehow put me way off the track again, like the last week did, who knows? But hey, 
I don't remember what happened. Like, what happened last weekend? You gave me like three trophies that put me in three different directions. Like, I thought Borderlands at one point, and like we were way off. I th- I can't remember what the game was for that one. Oh yeah, it's it's slipping me now too. It wasn't Hell Divers, was it? No, 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 no. It was definitely it was definitely not something that I would have had trouble. Like it was one that I'm like, ah, I could. Oh, L.A. Noir. That's what it Thank was. Thank you, because because I kept like going in like other tangents because they sounded so much like other achievements from games I would assume that existed. So. Yeah. This Funny, time, just chose this time there wasn't that one that you gave me that I went, oh, it's that game. And then the other four, I go, I don't even care about those other four. You just said, I know what it is from this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you got that one. Uh, yeah. Control. Fantastic game coming to the PlayStation uh, collection. So enjoy that one. Yeah. If you haven't there. played that game already, if you do, if you own a PlayStation and you're going to get the extra tier, that's one of the first things you should play. That game is fantastic. And don't is, worry if you don't understand it. Nobody does. No, that's not the point. It's it's like watching a really mis- like mysterious Netflix series. You don't actually really know what's happening. It just looks cool. Exactly. Oh. All right, Adam. Well, that's about going to do it for us for this weekend, for me, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking around with us. If you liked what you hear, we would greatly appreciate if you guys go and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and if you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We are working our way towards 100 listeners, and we are getting there. So if you can sl- click on that, we would greatly appreciate it. If you want to send me a trophy stumper list for Adam to see if you can stump him, you can send that to me at uh, pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet me at um, pixelplaycast. Um, and yeah, we are on discord. If you want to reach us there, or if you want to check us out, we all have an Instagram account as well. We uh, would happily like to, uh, get to know you guys. So I have a question actually. What is it? Do I have to stump myself for the next two weeks? I don't know. (laughs) This is why you get a co-pilot. I, I, either that, or I'm just going to like, I don't know. I'll do like some random video game quiz on like Sporacle where I'm just going to fail exponentially. So. Well, I'll send I'll, you... I'll, if I end up soloing, I'll figure out something that I'll have so much trouble doing. <laughs> I'll just record it. Myself. I'll just like record it in the background and be like, hello, Adam. Thank you for joining the game. I'm going to read the first five <laughs> trophies. At the end, I'll be like, congratulations. Did you solve the puzzle? Yeah. Well, you know, whatever, whatever happens is I will take the clip that you send me, edit it out so that it takes away the game title. So it'll just be spliced together where it just says, Correct. Good job. And it'll just like cut out all the other bits that says this is what the game was. Correct. Good job, Adam. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, ha- yeah. I have to leave you with one more pun before you go. What is it? Well, since Control was the game this week, does that mean for the next two weeks I am taking Control? <laughs> I'm not no, sorry. We can't, we can't continue at this point. Well, you That's can't continue show, at this gentlemen. point. That's why you're going on vacation. Exactly. I need to get. I need to recover from that one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for covering for me while I'm gone for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be excited to hear the show. And uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been up for this week. We'll see you again next week. Bye for now.